Howdy, 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 fans. This is Old T-Volts. Yes, I am still alive. And we are back with the nuts and volts of pro wrestling. And as I record today, it is November 29th, 2018. And you're wondering, you're probably thinking, where have you been? It feels like we have not heard from you since 2016. Well, not quite, and thank you in advance for all seven or eight of you that may have missed me on this uh, particular means of communication. I'll tell you where I have been. I have been home and around. I've been, well, you know, busy. As you know, I have a family, I have a full-time job, and quite frankly, podcasting has just not been on the top of my must-do list nor have I been able to do any live videos on our Facebook group. So I appreciate any of you that are have been wondering or looking out for me or liking past episodes. I do occasionally get someone uh, that great notification you get where so-and-so has liked your video. And I think, wow, how desperate must they be to have found this podcast among the many hundreds of good pro wrestling podcast out there so anyways thank you for tuning in and uh, you may be listening to me on soundcloud or you may be listening to me on the other uh, avenues that this is released upon why am i not particularly saying what those are well i cannot confirm that they are going to be released on other uh, outlets as well so we're just going to stick with that as well but i'll tell you what folks i am in so happy today I uh, got some great news. Approximately five, six weeks ago, the old back went out. Now, if you're like me and you have suffered from uh, any kind of significant back issues, it is miserable. And that's what I've been living in. I've been living in absolute misery. Well, today I saw the neurosurgeon and guess what? I do not need surgery. That's right. I'm going to be able to take care of this, hopefully, through non-surgical ways. So, with the okay from that neurosurgeon, I was back hanging and banging in the gym. Not quite to the level I was before, or, and I certainly wasn't uh, uh, quite to the level I was 10 years ago, but even though Rocky says he might be done portraying Rocky, or sorry, Sylvester Stallone might be done portraying Sylvester Stallone, uh, I am going to continue in the gym, uh, maybe not doing the impact exercises that I had in the past. I'm not going to be doing that road work outside, but that does not mean I'm not going to be hanging and banging in the gym, getting that sweat on. In fact, I just came from the gym, so if I sound a little excited, if I sound a little anxious, it's because the juice, brother, the gas is still flowing heavily through my veins. Enough about that. Let's get into today's schedule for this very podcast. We're going to start out with just a few headlines and some results from this past week in wrestling. And also, we're going to be going over rankings then and now. That has uh, become a bit of a favorite, uh, both in past episodes here and on the Facebook group. And speaking of the Facebook group, if you are a Facebooker, go ahead and check out our own Facebook group. You can, it is called, the same as this podcast, The Nuts and Volts, that's V-O-E-L-T-Z, of Pro Wrestling. 
So just go ahead and find the nuts and bolts of pro wrestling, the Facebook group. There is a page, of course, but go ahead and seek out the group. And all you have to do to be a part of that group is to answer one simple question. And if you are a wrestling fan, you will have no problems answering that question. We will happily let you in. The only real group rule is there. Negativity is not welcome because we're there to have fun. Anyways, back to our lineup. Uh, we're going to cover this week in wrestling, and then we're going to review something. Uh, let's just go ahead and get some other plugs out of the way right away. Go ahead and check out our fans, or sorry, excuse me, they are definitely not fans. Uh, my cohorts over at the Pro Wrestling Reflections podcast. You can find out about them on the Twitter at PW Reflections. They have just a tremendous, tremendous podcast. A lot of fun there between uh, currently Tommy Wonder and the Professor Chella Bella Bella Cruz. Whew. And you can uh, seek more about them uh, at their Twitters and more on that later. But go ahead and check that podcast out. Also, check out our friend Bill Apter. That's right, the legendary Bill Apter over at the Apter Chat. So on Twitter, he is there at the Apter Chat. They have a really great podcast with the legendary Bill Apter and Josh Chernoff. Uh, Bill Apter can be found at Apter One Wrestling on the Twitter. Well, that's about it for my plugs for now. Let's go ahead and head to those headlines. And again, I am recording. It is the 29th of November. Let's go back to Monday Night Raw. Let's just cover some results and see what else comes to mind. Well, we had the newly turned uh, bad guy, Bobby Lashley, defeating Elias. So Bobby Lashley, since he has uh, taken on this new attitude with Leo Rush in his corner, is picking up a little bit of steam. Now, of course, the, the uh, what do we say, social media has been on fire over Bobby Lashley, over his recent uh, flexing of the buttocks muscle for the camera. People are very disappointed in this, and I get that. He maybe wasn't on that particular episode being uh, portrayed as this, this ultimate weapon that perhaps uh, a lot of people want him to be. But honestly, folks, uh, it's personality. And I think that's what they're trying to get out of Bobby Lashley. And uh, he's never been known as a great speaker, so why not stick him with Leo Rush? Now, if you're an old school fan like me, then you should be excited about this. Uh, I don't know what they're calling these guys exactly, but Leo Rush is like an old-time manager. I guess they're calling him a hype man for Bobby Lashley. I'm kind of excited to see the uh, use of managers again, and we'll see that uh, another manager here in just a little bit. But Bobby Lashley defeated Elias. Also, the Lucha House Party defeated the Revival under Lucha House Rules. Okay? So the Lucha Party defeated the Revival under Lucha House Rules. Again, why did this match happen again? We just saw this the previous week. Now, I really shouldn't complain because it's nice to see the Revival actually on television because I'm a huge fan of the Revival. Of course I would be. They're a throwback team. Uh, they are an actual tag team. Two reasons I really like them. Here's my question. And uh, I'm not sure, I saw somebody say this on Twitter. And uh, for, of course, folks, you can hit me up on the Twitter, at Nuts and Volts PW. 
maybe it was Ryan K. Bowman who said, why doesn't the revival just go ahead and pick up a third member when these matches are announced as Lucha House Party rules? Again, it makes sense, especially after they already went through this last week. But unfortunately, the revival lost, but the good news is at least they were on television. All right, from there, we had the Raw Tag Team Champions, the authors of Pain, defeating Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, and Roode's Robe. Okay, here's the good news. Another use of a manager here. That's right, Spud. Uh, of course, that's not the name he's going by in the WWE, but this team, who is not known for their speaking abilities, has a manager. So, maybe not Paul Ellering, quality as in uh here's this big bad roughshod tag team so they had the kind of this brooding paul ellering aka or uh just like a throwback to the road warriors of course but so this guy isn't paul ellering but it's still a manager what a great use out of these smaller guys that they have on their roster this is not a great use of bobby rude uh, i think they could get a lot more out of this guy if they let him show a more of his uh, aggressive side and of course I'm a big fan of Chad Gable's athletic ability but he's a bit undersized as well so uh, he might be better suited in a tag team like he is but uh, to make the, there's a lot of urine okay <laughs> involving the AOP and this quite frankly this whole uh, issue this developed between the team of Bobby Roode Chad Gable uh, versus the AOP. First we saw their manager, of course, uh, pee his pants at the recent event, and now we have this manager peeing on Bobby Roode's robe. Come on, WWE. Uh, I think we can come up with a better issue between these two teams. Moving on from there, Ember Moon defeated Alicia Fox. This was a throwaway for me. Uh, Alicia Fox, uh, they did, she's, well, I don't want to, I'm not going to age her, but she's past her prime as far as uh, to be used in any kind of main event slot. And Ember Moon, uh, I've never been a big fan of Ember Moon. Uh, I, I don't know. I think she got moved up to the main roster probably too soon. Uh, I'm probably in the minority. I realize she was a former NXT champion, but uh, I, don't, I don't think she's that great. Moving on, former WWE heavyweight champion Jinder Mahal defeats No Way Jose. Uh, I'm glad Jinder Mahal was on the winning side of this because I do not care for No Way Jose. He can go away, and I don't care about him. But here's the takeaway from this. None other than Darren Corbin was one of those dancing guys that came out with the No Way Jose. What do we call that group that comes out with the No Way Jose? The, the Conga Line crew, the uh, No Way Jose uh, fan club, the, the Walking Tacos, I don't know. But if you know about uh, independent wrestler Darren Corbin, then you know what he looks like. And he is in that line there with No Way Jose. Moving on. Intercontinental champion Seth Rollins defeats Dolph Ziggler. <sighs> Here's the bad news. We've seen this match many times. And this is a downfall of all the television that we have. We've seen this match so many times. The good news is this was a really good match. So 
The problem is here we got a really good match, but it gets lost in the fact that we've already seen it. So you're already bored with it, no matter how hard these guys are working. And rest assured, excuse me, easier for me to say, they were working very hard. All right, our main event of the match, general manager elect, Baron Corbin, not to be confused with Darren Corbin, as we previously mentioned, he and Drew McIntyre defeated Finn Balor. <sighs> I'm going to talk a little bit more about a couple of, about McIntyre and Baylor later on here when we get to the rankings section. But Baron Corbin, uh, is he this good that he is should be featured as often as he is in three hours? <sighs> I mean, I granted, I get that uh, because of the roster split and uh, they have to do something with three hours, do we really want to see Baron Corbin as often and uh, throughout this match? Yes, I granted they're building towards this match with Braun Strowman at TLC, but uh, for my money, Baron Corbin is not at a level that he should have this main event slot that he currently has. What do you guys think? Does Baron Corbin deserve all the TV time he has? All right, moving over to the blue blank. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Guys, I did mention that I still had the juice flowing through my veins, so I'm a little bit anxious. All right, moving over to the blue brand, SmackDown Live. The Usos defeat the bar. Here's the bad news. We've seen this match many times. It's rehashed again and again and again. Here's the good news. These are two actual tag teams. That's right. Uh, the Bar, not maybe your traditional tag team, because they started as two well-known singles wrestlers in the WWE. But, hey, they have since then uh, started dressing the same. They actually have a tag team name. And, of course, the Usos are probably the most established WWE tag team in recent years. So that's the good news. Moving on. Uh, Nakamura attacked Rusev before their match began. So we never really had a match. Uh, here's the bad news is we didn't get to see this match between Shinsuke and Rusev. But that's also the good news. We didn't get to see this match yet. They didn't use it up already. Let's build this match a little bit. Uh, this may not be the greatest story or the greatest rivalry going on in the WWE right now, but it's something. What else was Rusev doing? What else was Nakamura doing? Nothing. Give them something. Uh, I really like this. They actually have something that they could, if they choose to, sink their teeth in. Next up, Samoa Joe crashed Jeff Hardy's 20th anniversary celebration couple things here. To me, it was a little bit obvious that something was going to happen. I mean, there have been other 20-year veterans where, who have certainly never, they never did any 20-year anniversary for them before. Uh, so something was definitely going to happen. And the good news is something did happen with Samoa Joe. And I say good news is because as much as I've enjoyed AJ and Samoa Joe, and it's been really good, it was time for something else because Joe kept coming out on the losing end. What else are you going to do with him? Move him to another program. So I'm really interested to see uh, how, where this goes between Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy. Real interested in that one. Moving on. Kofi Kingston defeated The Miz. Hmm. This one was a little bit confusing to me because The Miz is a red-hot heel. Uh, it just doesn't get any better for my money in 2018 for, for, for a bad guy. 
or a heel, call him what you will, in the, especially in the WWE. I mean, he plays a role. He is an old-school bad guy through and through. He is hated. He's easily to hate. He tries to be hated. And then, but to lose to Kofi Kingston, I don't understand that. Uh, that's not a, a slight on Kofi Kingston, but he is a tag team guy. He is in an established, a very well-established, very well-known at this point, tag team. Why have a tag team wrestler defeat The Miz? Uh, for my money, I just don't understand why The Miz couldn't beat Kofi Kingston. Uh, quite simply, for the, the call it an excuse. Kofi Kingston's a tag guy. The Miz is a singles wrestler. I don't understand why he did not pick up the win there. Moving on. Randy Orton once again viciously attacked Rey Mysterio Jr. Here's the bad news. These are two veterans. Uh, some people may not want to see this. Uh, sometimes people want to see veterans giving the rub or uh, working or wrestling or having a personal situation with someone a little bit uh, new or maybe not established, thereby establishing the younger star. Uh, neither of these guys, what's this going to do for their career at this point? Uh, here's the good news is, the same reason. For these guys, it's probably a night off as far as uh, they know what to expect from each other. Well, maybe not Rey Mysterio, because this is a very vicious side of Randy Orton, but um, they, they, they know what to expect as far as they're not going to pull out any... Uh, mm, some of the newer style, I guess, of professional wrestling. Uh, they have more of a deliberate pace going on, if you know what I mean. Uh, I just don't know if people are going to get invested in this. But these guys are veterans, and they deserve to be uh, high on the card because uh, neither of them has slowed down as far as their uh, physical abilities. Randy Orton... Uh, draws the ire often from fans nowadays because he's not the most uh, charismatic as, uh, as he once was. But Randy Orton's also living a much more cleaner lifestyle than he was back in the day when he was showing all that charisma. So you can't slight the guy for living a, a better life, a cleaner life. But this vicious side, I've, I really like this vicious side that they've been displaying of Randy Orton. Rey Mysterio... I don't know if uh, the WWE has made a big enough deal of him being back or not. I guess time will tell. All right, moving on. Asuka, she won the nine-woman battle royal to be added to the SmackDown women's title match at TLC. Here is the good news. I'll start with the good news on this one. Asuka, Asuka is back in the spotlight. She deserves to be in the spotlight. She is one of the best as far as the females go in the WWE. She needs to be getting more, or she needs to be uh, focused on more. Let's just put it that way in the WWE. The bad news is triple threat. Uh, there is, there is just two. There is, there is enough chatter with Becky Lynch right now. Uh, many would say she's the, she's the number one. Uh, athlete in the WWE right now and there's certainly enough chatter enough buzz about Charlotte following her match with Ronda Rousey lately why does this need to be a three-way dance or a triple threat call it what you will I would much rather see a rivalry or a program between individuals either Charlotte versus Becky or Oscar versus Charlotte or Oscar versus Becky uh, I just 
I'm always for one-on-one -on -one battles. I'd much rather prefer one-on-one -on -one battles versus a triple threat match. What do you guys think? Do you like the fact that this is a triple threat, or would you rather th see some one-on-one -on -one combinations between those three? All right. So, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get around to NXT yet. I would like to, but as of this recording, I have not got to that yet, so I apologize with that. So, for those of you out there that watched both Raw and SmackDown, what do you think was the better show this week? Let me know. Uh, you can let me know on that Facebook group, the Nuts and Volts of Pro Wrestling, or you can let me know on Twitter, at Nuts and Volts PW. For my money, SmackDown, and here is why. Uh, it was much more focused. Every person had something going on. Every match that we just covered, there was some kind of issue going on. Uh, the Usos in the bar have an issue going on. Nakamura and Rusev now have something going on. Samoa Joe and Hardy now have something going on. Uh, the Miz and the New Day have something going on. Randy Orton and Mysterio have something going on. And Asuka and Becky Lynch and Charlotte all have an issue going on. That is not the case over on Raw. Of the matches that I named, not all of them have an issue. Uh, a lot of them did, I'm not saying that, but they didn't have the issues going on that SmackDown did, and SmackDown only had two hours, so automatically that gives me a one-up right there. It's easier to watch, but what do you guys think? Who was the better brand? Mine was SmackDown this week. All right, let's, let's move on to a couple of quick headlines here. I see that uh, Nick Aldis says a select group of guys are going to be running some PPVs in 2019. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter out there about some copyright, some copywriting going on, uh, that perhaps maybe there's going to be a new organization out there perhaps or some kind of uh, new genre of professional wrestling involving... There's been a lot of rumors. Of course, Cody is in that rumors. The Young Bucks in that rumors. You heard a lot of Jim Ross and Chris Jericho being involved. Conrad Thompson, you've even heard. Uh, at this point, it's all just talk. Uh, it's exciting to think about, and it does make for some uh, fun news and some fun fantasy uh, thoughts, I guess, and some imagine... Let your imaginations go wild. But until it happens... Uh, let's, uh, I'm just going to keep it in perspective. Uh, uh, Aldis also mentioned that uh, somewhere down the line he would like an Aldis versus uh, Cody 3 because, of course, they've faced each other twice already. So, uh, speaking of organizations and big news, MLW has, and Cord Bauer have announced that they are going to be going live that's right, they're going to be live on BN Sports. So if you have BN Sports in your area, check out that Friday Night Fusion. Uh, I've been catching it here and there on YouTube, but they're going to be, because I don't get BN Sports in my area. But anyways, uh, they are going to be going live. Now that is huge news. That is quite an undertaking. Here's what I like about MLW, their production. Uh, it's top-notch. It's not, it's not, it doesn't look like garbage when you watch it. Very good production. I also really like this Heart Foundation uh, version that they have going on with Teddy Hart, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, I got to tell you, folks, uh, I don't need to say much about Teddy Hart and, and uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. They've certainly been around long enough. You know about them, but I want to talk just briefly here about Brian Pillman Jr. He 
does has very little actual wrestling experience, but he's gaining that. Here's what he has and what a lot of guys don't. He has it. That's right. You've heard about it before. And uh, if you haven't seen him yet, just go and watch him. Even when he's just ringside or he's just accompanying the rest of these guys, you can tell this guy has it. Good for him. Uh, he has that, that quality, that charisma. So really happy to see that. Hey, guys, did any of you watch WWE Starcade? That's right. WWE had Starcade this year. I started watching, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't finish. I got busy, and it just wasn't holding my attention. Uh, it wasn't for a lack of trying with, for the superstars. It's not that they're not working hard. Uh, I just didn't care for it. Last year, people called it a glorified house show. Well, I would have rather it had that this year, a glorified house show. Uh, there was too much of the Monday Night Raw influence on what I was seeing. So I didn't care for that. And why? Uh, why are they attaching the Starcade to it? Is it just a money grab? Uh, because uh, people, fans of, of Starcade, certainly don't want to see this type of presentation. Of course, it was the more darkened arena. That's about the what I like the best. Uh, I like the fact that Samoa Joe took on AJ Styles in a cage. But the other stuff, no thank you. Hey, how about New Japan Pro Wrestling's future on Access? Uh, some people have New Japan World. Good for you if you want to shell out the 10 beans or whatever it is. Uh, I do not, but I do have Access. And it's not that I dislike Jim Ross on there and Josh Barnett. Of course, Jim Ross is a legend, and I enjoy Jim Ross. Uh, I like uh, all of his work and his podcast, too. But he's not uh, as familiar with New Japan as uh, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis are. And quite frankly, they, uh, JR and, and uh, Josh Barnett were doing voiceovers. And doesn't matter how good you are, voiceover, voicing over an event is not going to be as good as someone that is there seeing it live. And add in the fact that uh, Kevin Kelly and Don Callis have great product knowledge, and it should be just, I'm looking forward to it on Axis. So, uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. All right, that's enough about that for now. Let's go ahead and head to a favorite section, rankings, now and then. And these rankings are courtesy of Stu Sachs and Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I wanted to go this time with the Raw brand. And in comparison... So if you go back to the fall of 85, because it's the fall right now of 2018, uh, and if you think of the main brand then, or the number one brand in 85, undoubtedly it was most likely, and this may not have been your favorite brand, but it was the number one brand, let's face it, the WWF. And let's face it, even if it's not your favorite now, Raw is the A show. It is considered the A show by the WWE. So... These are the PWI Raw Top 10 versus the fall of 1985 NW, or excuse me, not NWA, whew, excuse me, WWF rankings, fall 85 versus the Raw rankings 2018. All right, coming in at number 10, Titus O'Neil. I know what you're thinking, Titus O'Neil? Why is he in the top 10? Because, guys, there's only so much top talent on one particular brand of the WWE. So that's how Titus made the top ten. And, hey, I like Titus. All right, number ten in the fall of 85 in the WWF, Bob Orton Jr. 
All right, fantasy warfare. Let me know who would win between Titus in 2018 and Bob Orton Jr. in 85. Who would win that matchup? Uh, let, please let me know on that Facebook group, Nuts and Volts, or on the Twitter, at Nuts and Volts Pro Wrestling. All right, moving on to number nine, Apollo Crews. And fall of 85, Jimmy Superfly Snuka. Who wins? Apollo Crews versus Jimmy Snuka, 85. All right, moving down, uh, Dolph Ziggler. I almost said Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I just came from Creed II a few days ago. Dolph Ziggler, and in fall of 85, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. So, who would win a match between Paul Orndorff, 1985 version, and 2018 Dolph Ziggler? For my money, i got to go with Paul Orndorff. That's an easy one for me. Uh, that's not, and that's even in lieu of Dolph Ziggler's uh, amateur credentials. All right, let's see where we're at here. 10, 9, 8, 7. Number 7, Drew McIntyre. All right, fall of 85, Big John Studd. Who wins? Fall of 85 version, Big John Studd versus 2018, Drew McIntyre. For me, that's easy. Drew McIntyre. This guy is a beast. He is the future of the current product, I feel. And quite frankly, I could care less about Big John Studd. Never liked him. Number six, Baron Corbin. Fall of 85, number six, JYD. That's right, the junkyard dog. This is a toss-up for me. I got to go with JYD just because I could care less about Baron Corbin. He doesn't do it for me. What do you think? All right. Moving down, Elias versus Ken Patera. Hmm, I'm going to get some heat for this one. People are going to dis maybe disagree with me, the old-time fans. i got to go with Elias simply because I like Elias. He has a great look. He has a great presentation. He entertains me. Ken Patera, uh, I understand how powerful this guy was and how good he was considered before his prison stint, but uh, he never did nothing for me. No charisma in my money. Uh, this is just a little bit before my time. That might be the issue, but I'm going to go with Elias on this one. All right, let's see. What are we at here? One, two, three, four, five. Uh, we're about number five here. All right, Dean Ambrose. And in the fall of 85, at the same position, The Rock, Don Morocco. All right, who wins a match between the 85 version of Don Morocco and the current version of Dean Mm, I know what younger fans are going to pick. They're going to pick Dean Ambrose because they don't know Don Morocco, but established fans, veteran fans, are going to go with Don Morocco because this guy was on fire at one time. He was top talent. I'm going to go with Don Morocco too because Dean Ambrose doesn't wear wrestling, a wrestling outfit, and that bugs me, really bugs me. All right, moving up the list, Bobby Lashley. We mentioned him earlier. And in fall of 85, Tito Santana, otherwise known as Chico by Jesse Ventura, of course. All right, who wins? The 85 version of Chico Santana or the 2018 version of Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley definitely has the size and power advantage. Tito has the technical, uh, I'm going to say the technical advantage and probably the natural athletic ability advantage, maybe. Maybe. Tito Santana was a great uh, amateur athlete. Hmm, that's a tough one. Bobby Lashley, 2018, and 1985, Tito Santana. I'm going to go with, and I hate to do this. I hate to do this because Tito Santana is a favorite of mine. I'm going to go with 
Bobby Lashley because he has that uh, Leo Rush in his corner. Okay, so it would turn into a two-on-one situation. What do you guys think? Bobby Lashley versus Tito Santana 85. Who wins? Let me know. All right, further up on the list, we're getting down to the final three here. Finn Baylor, 28 tiering, versus Rowdy, Roddy Piper. I want to say something here first, and then I'll give you my pick. A lot of people, uh, a lot of mega fans or the younger crowd are upset. They feel that Finn Baylor is not getting the uh, spotlight that he deserves currently. Guess what, guys? He actually is. <laughs> He's actually one of the Raw's top stars. Uh, no, he doesn't get the wins always, but he is featured often, and as you can tell, he is uh, third from the very top here. He is one of their featured stars, believe it or not. So he actually is getting featured, guys. Uh, he's just not the universal champion. And I don't know if people will be satisfied until he is, but he is quite undersized for my money. Uh, that's a whole other topic. Uh, a lot of guys that I feel could boost the 205, the 205 uh, brand if they would uh, hop over there. But anyways... Rowdy Rowdy Piper gets the uh, my pick here because he's just simply, now he's not a huge guy. Piper wasn't a huge guy in his uh, time, but he's certainly bigger than Finn Baylor. All right, coming in at number two, Seth Friggin Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion, versus, this is going to catch you by surprise, Fall of 85, Greg the Hammer Valentine. That's right, Valentine was on fire in 85, of course, uh, this is around the time where he had a tremendous feud going with the aforementioned Tito Santana. Now, who wins? 85 Valentine versus 2018 Seth Rollins. Talk about a contrast of styles. I got to go with Seth Rollins. Uh, he's probably one of the best things going today. And Valentine, as you know, he takes a long time to get going. And Seth Rollins would run circles around him. All right, and number one for 2018 Monday Night Raw, Brock Lesnar, of course. And speaking of, of course, WWF Fall 1985, Hulk Hogan. Now, I know what you're thinking. This is easy. We watched Brock decimate Hulk Hogan uh, during Brock's first run. That's not what we're talking about here, guys. We're talking about the 1985 version. Hulkamania is exploding. No one could beat Hulk Hogan, and that's why he is my pick. The 1985 Hogan would overcome Brock Lesnar, the 2018 version. Do you agree or disagree? Either way, I would love to hear your thoughts on the then and now rankings that we just covered. All right, moving on to This Week in History. That's right, This Week. Many moons ago, let's go back to 1985 since we just covered those rankings. On This Week in 1985, World Class Championship Wrestling presented from the Reunion Arena, Thanksgiving Star Wars 85. That's right, and in the main event, Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams, the dynamic duel, defeated... Carrie and Kevin Von Erich. Wow, there's a surprise. Not that these two faced each other, because that was a tremendous feud. I loved that feud. I watched it uh, as a youngster. But the surprise was is that Carrie and Kevin Von Erich lost this match. 
And if you are a fan of world class back then, you realize that the Von Erichs, yes, uh, they got all the main event slots, but they did not always win, especially against people the quality of Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez, who are two of the best professional wrestlers uh, of that time period, hands down. Anyone that saw them knows. Uh, Gino Hernandez died much too young, and Chris Adams uh, just battled a lot of personal demons, and those, those are some of the things that held those guys back. We know uh, Kerry and Kevin's story. Enough has been said about that. Also this week in history, 1985, Starcade. That's right, Starcade 85. And it saw a couple huge matches. This is what you think of when you think of Starcade 85. Magnum TA defeating Tully Blanchard in that famed I Quit match. The very match that we covered on a previous episode of this very podcast. Go back and check it out. Uh, go back and check out the podcast, or at least go Jack and go, excuse me, go back and watch that match. It still stands up to this day. That was professional wrestling the way I loved it, and wow, it still stands up. Vicious match. Uh, of course, the uh, one of the other matches, of course, is the main event. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream baby, defeats the Nature Boy Ric Flair to become the world heavyweight champion, or does he? Go back and watch it if you haven't seen it and find out what happens. <sighs> All right, guys, we're going to take a break because i got to go number one. And when we come back, we will be reviewing something. So we'll see you here in a minute. we, we got to change sometime. I don't want to change, man. I like who I am. I like who you are, too, but look at that, you know? You don't want to believe this, but that, that ain't us up there no more, pal. We can't do that the way we did it before. We're, we're, we're changing. We're, we're like turning into regular people. Nah, Stallion. Maybe you think you're changing. But you can't change what you really are. And you can forget all this money and stuff you got all around you, man, because it don't change a thing. You and me, we don't even have a choice. See, we're born with a killer instinct that you can't just turn off and on like some, some radio. We have to be right in the middle of the action because we're the warriors. And without some, some challenge, without some damn war to fight, then the warrior may as well be dead, Stallion. That's what I'm asking you. As a friend. Stand by my side this one last time. You're a great talker, Bob. This is over. <laughs> you know me, Stallion. Always think of something else. That's what I'm afraid of. All right, you got a deal there. Feel sorry. And we're back. And as I mentioned at the top of the hour, the reason uh, I haven't been very consistent with this podcast is things often come up. I'm, uh, uh, my life is busy, and that's fine. It's all good busy for the most part, with the exception of the aforementioned back issue that I've been if, struggling with. But something came up. So uh, I am reviewing something, but it's not a wrestling show. It is a wrestling topic, as posted by the Nuts and Volts of Pro Wrestling Facebook uh, site and page or, or group both actually the page posted it to the group <laughs> all right no big secret here guys what went on there but I uh, a topic was posted there and here's what it says with the goal being to improve and you only get one pick here guys 
what is the one thing you'd change with the current product? So you take today's current product of professional wrestling, and you only get one pick. You have the magic wand. You are Vince McMahon. You're the almighty ruler of wrestling, and you could change one thing. What would it be? Well, let's go to what we got here. And I didn't give uh, fans too much time to chime in because that's the way it goes. Uh, it's kind of all at once. I hope to give you a little more time in the future. But Donnie Reynolds, that's right, the Don of Destruction, a tremendous individual. He has a great family. He's a great family man and a great uh, follower of all things professional wrestling. And uh, he's, just, he's, he's just an online friend, let's call him that. And he's just a great supporter of everything that we do here. But he says, let the storylines develop and less pay-per-views. Boy, Donnie, that's a heck of a pick. I got to agree with you. Who, who doesn't miss the days of the, of the big four? Uh, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, I started in the wrong order. I should have started with SummerSlam. But those are the big four. That gave, a time, that gave you time to really build storylines. Uh, the problem is with that is there's just so much television, you have to fill it with something. Uh, moving on, though. Thank you, Donnie. Shiloh Robinson says, Shorter television shows on a weekly basis. If you need more than 120 minutes to tell me a few matches and storyline builds, then you have failed. Kudos to those in wrestling that can do this in 90 minutes or less. I should only have to endure, I shouldn't, I assume they mean, I shouldn't have to endure a three-hour show unless it's special, unless it's a special, excuse me, like a pay-per-view or a feature main event. I agree, uh, and I don't think that, it's not that they can't do it in a short amount of time. They certainly could, uh, but they are making money hand over fist for the more television that they produce, so I don't think that's going away anytime. Uh, of course, I chimed in, and uh, that's my opinion there, and, uh, and quite frankly, if I had one pick, no more writers. Get rid of those writers. Wrestling was just fine without writers back in the day. I get it that this is a publicly traded company, the WWE that is, and that uh, they're afraid of what uh, individuals might say if left to their own devices. I don't care. I don't, I'm not worried about WWE stock. I'm worried about my entertainment. And I say get rid of the writers. Let the guys sink or swim on their own merits. Uh, let them, who knows more about their character than them? Uh, here's what happens. We get these guys, they have something in mind, uh, they're portraying uh, this persona, but writers are writing what to say. What they feel that character would say. Yes, uh, it's, in some cases, WWE has developed that character themselves, but again, those characters don't always work that way either. Uh, th these characters that these superstars are portraying needs to be an extension of themselves, turned up. To 100 turned up to 50 let these guys come up with their own uh, arguments their own promos and l let's make them a lot shorter while we're at it remember the old days these were just short succinct promos and the stories were told during the match not in these 20 minute dissertations uh, throughout the show uh, I understand that we still have to have a long show but uh, I just would rather see you know artistry uh, storylines being shown within the context of the match. Think about people like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and others that could tell a story within the context of the match. That is the professional wrestling that I like. All right, moving on here. Tom 
Tommy Wonder, excuse me. Tommy Wonder says less TV. Yes, I agree. Uh, a lot less would make things a lot better. Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, but we're not going to get that anytime soon. But again, I did say a magic wand. Uh, he goes on here, Tommy Wonder says, there's a reason everyone prefers NXT. Less leaves you wanting more. Main rosters are so saturated, even fresh faces stale after less than a month of Raw and SmackDown. I agree. Uh, less is more. Uh, people come up from NXT with a lot of hype, but then they get seen endlessly like everybody else, and the hype goes away. All right. All right, the professor chimed in here, Chabella Veracruz. Not a popular opinion, but fans got to allow new fans to enjoy their time with the product. You see, the suggestions here come from a time and place where you loved your wrestling, but in essence are not allowing new fans to enjoy their generation of heroes and villains. That's, like me, wanted Derek Jeter to still be the shortstop for the Yankees till he dies. It's stupid! You can't bring back rock and wrestling. You can't bring back NWA 1980s completely. You can't bring back ECW Hardcore. A little sprinkle for a 2018 generation is all they can muster. <sighs> okay, two things. Number one, he didn't answer the question because I'm sure there is one thing that he would change. Number two, I got to give the professor, as he is known, credit here. He's absolutely right. Uh, it's just not the same anymore, and we're probably not going to bring that back. The fans are different. Uh, the fans uh, attention span is different um, he's not totally right I think you can bring some of that back I think the fans can be uh, orchestrated by or not orchestrated but uh, directed by the the professional wrestlers themselves if they know how to work the crowd uh, correctly who can work a match uh, people like to say well I want to see someone sit in a headlock for very long that's not what the good guy, you know, the really good professional wrestlers did. Go back and watch Arn Anderson. Go back and watch Ric Flair. Go back and watch Ricky Steamboat, Tully Blanchard. These guys didn't just sit in a headlock and get boring chants. They did not get boring chants. They knew how to work a crowd. And if you've ever been a professional wrestler, you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, that style can be brought back. It's not going to be overnight. But the WWE seems to dictate a lot of things that are going on. Vince McMahon can just say, you know what, this is what we're doing, and he could do it. It would take time. But uh, no, we're not going to get everything like it used to be. That's not the case. And uh, WWE seems to know what they're doing because they are making money hand over fist. But uh, the professor is right. That's just not what I grew up on. So I just don't like it as much. Uh, but professor, answer the question next time. <laughs> All right. Zach Anderson says, treat it like a competitive sport, not a variety show. Everybody cared in 97 and 2001, but everybody took it serious and wanted the title. Uh, I agree and disagree, Zach Anderson. I agree that uh, I would like it to be treated like a competitive sport, something that I could suspend my disbelief. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is good about that. It's treated more as a legitimate sport. Uh, guys, you go and see a movie, you know that uh, what you're seeing is actors. You know that this is not reality. But that does not stop you from suspending your disbelief for the time that you are sitting in that theater watching that movie. That's what I want wrestling to do, and that is not happening currently. It's just it, there's too much nonsense. There is too much unbelievability. Now, Zach, here's where I disagree with you. Everybody cared in 97 to 2000. Yeah, the business was on fire, but you go back and watch a lot of those matches. They are not good. All right. 
Tom, Tommy Wonder goes on here again to say, you know what Vince and incoming talent should do? Split the copyrights. Whoa, what are we talking about here? No more changing names to own them. Just split it. 50-50 from that point on. Whatever they, the WWE, sell, they both get half even after they've left the company. The wrestler, however, gets 100% of it after he's left. Or maybe even a 90-10 split since the WWE would have made the same more recognizable. Hmm. This would offer continuity, uh, pff, easy for him to say, and maybe a few guys who wouldn't sign there now would. And if a wrestler balks at the 50-50 split, that's on them. It's a small price to live the dream baby. Interesting, very interesting. And what he means there is 50-50 if the WWE sells stuff after they've left just to clear that up, Tommy goes on to say. That's very, very interesting. Uh, what do you guys think? Geo Cooley says, kill the 30-minute promos. Yes, I said that earlier. As long as there is internet, you can't really surprise people anymore. I totally agree. Gone are the days of huge, legit reactions. Totally agree with you, Geo. Uh, there's too many spoilers out there. It's just not the same. Tommy Wonder commented on his co on Geo's comment saying, oh yeah, I recommend you watching 2017 WrestleMania and wait on the Hardy Boys entrance. Good point. That was huge. That was huge. And that was... Uh, I think all the comments we had uh, as of this wrestling here, I'll just uh, give it here one more shot here. Uh, guys, there's some really good, uh, Tommy Wonder had some really good points there. You can hit him up on the Twitter. He is at the Tommy Wonder. Uh, the professor had some very uh, philosophical things to say there and a good point of view. You can hit him up on the Twitter at pro, or P-R-O-F, sorry, P-W Hustle, at P proof so p-r-o-f-p-w hustle i really butchered that uh, plug there for him also hit up big at big ray show on the twitter the guy's a tremendous producer and go ahead up and hit up the greetings from allentown podcast uh on the twitter he is at gf allentown i'm plugging him because number one i think he has a tremendous podcast and number two he has helped me out with some advice here and there so go ahead and hit those guys up well, guys, uh, that's it for me. I can hear the music starting. I really appreciate you coming back to the nuts and bolts of pro wrestling.
How you doing? Pretty good. Some kind of weather we have it up here, huh? It is pretty rough. But for what you got to do, it's good. Toughen you up. I guess so. I know you're going to have to do almost everything alone up here. But you know I'll be with you. Yeah, I know. Apollo was like my son. I raised him. And when he died, part of me died. But now, you're the one. You're the one that's going to keep his spirit alive. You're the one that's going to make sure that he didn't die for nothing. Now, you're going to have to go through hell. Worse than any nightmare that you ever dreamed. But in the end, I know you'll be the one standing. That's right. That's right. You know what you gotta do. Thanks, Duke.